0: Welcome to the Forging Life Podcast. In the next three episodes, we actually break down our monthly wrap-up for the month of April, where we bring in all of the guests that went live with us on Zoom, so that way the guests can interact and share their stories with one another. And this... Next three episodes were completely amazing. So many of the guests just sharing great knowledge, and I can't wait for you to listen to this. But because of the fact that there was so much knowledge shared, it went almost three hours long. So here's your three-part episode. So make sure you tune in to each individual one with Bryce McKinley. We have Heather Caldwell. We have Jenny McKinney. We have Marshall Live. We have um, just some amazing people. Uh, My dad showed up, and... Literally, the list goes on, so instead of me talking about it, let's jump into it so you can catch some of this great information. Bryce, are you here? I know I... know what time it is? Yeah, there he is.
1: I was trying to multitask. What up, Marshall? What up, Todd? Easy, Rider, Trey, Heather.
0: Tell her. Nice
1: saying you again, Bryce. Jennifer's iPhone.
0: Get this in here. Zoom.
1: Jenny, is that you as well? Are you the iPhone, like, multi, like, jumping in twice?
2: No, Jennifer's my government name. I don't go by that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she said that's her government name. I wore something for you, Trey. Just for you, buddy
0: yes i love you man you know what got mine too let me drop my got mine camera too. here a little bit hey yeah. there he yeah. is. hey that looks sharp i like that one yeah what do you got middle
1: school millionaire my boy's over here come say hi marshall's on here
0: as i'm doing this last little bit here hey what's up buddy hey bro. what's up cram
3: man what's good bro how are you man good you're getting huge. You've got to be taller than me by now. I don't think I've seen you in like two years, man.
0: Yeah. I think
2: since the tavern.
3: Dang, that's been a minute. Yeah, that's been, that'll be three years this year. Dude, time goes by quick, man. He's, he's,
0: he's about an inch taller than Kathy, so. <laughs>
3: that's so crazy. That's so cool, man. It's good to see you, brother.
0: Hopefully, everybody can see my ugly mug. And we got Todd over here. He's got a, a brand new back wall going on with the freedom behind him. So yeah, I guess you didn't stick with the one that your wife actually had for you. Well, no, I still have that one. Um, but this is my studio. This is my freedom studio. This is where I do all, I... My, all my courses, my three-day trainings, my five-day trainings, all, my, all that stuff. It's right here. Awesome. Right here in freedom studio. That looks so nice. Well, thank you. Thank you. So as you can see, I'll be sitting here kind of going back and forth. And tonight's uh, question for each speaker. So if you haven't been here before, I'm going to go ahead and kick this off now. So uh, just some ground rules. Make sure that your microphone is muted unless you're sitting here actually talking. So that way we don't get cross and can't hear each other that is actually talking. Uh, whether that's dogs in the background, children, as much as I love children, and it's okay to have them on camera, but when they sit there and go and start talking, sometimes it can be a distraction. So um, let, let's just make sure that the microphones are muted, uh, pay attention to the, the speakers, and as always, there's some great information. I know Bryce talked about uh, eventually coming up and sharing some communication information. I think it was a five steps or four steps that he talked about in his podcast episode. And tonight it's ultimately about highlighting the speakers from this past month of April, which we have Bryce McKinley, we had Jenny McKinney, we have Heather Caldwell, and the other person that could not be here, he's actually out on vacation is Carl Peter. So thank you guys first and foremost for being here tonight, taking the opportunity And this is another opportunity for the guests to hear anything that might be going on, to be able to interact and ask questions from you guys and hopefully get those answers. And tonight's overall topic is in regards to if you're an entrepreneur and you know about this, how can somebody uh, work on their organic reach to build their business? So some of you, so first and foremost, we'll go through the the highlighted speakers, Jenny, Bryce, and uh, Heather, if they have any information on that when we bring them up. So first and foremost, I'll, I'll go ahead and bring Jenny McKinney up. Uh, so much energy within, and I just love truly her, her passion and everything that she, she truly does. If you haven't checked it out, uh, hers was actually at the very beginning of April, uh, I think it was episode... 30 I believe I'm gonna as soon as you start talking I'm gonna verify that just to make sure and have that uh for you guys so welcome Jenny
2: yeah thanks episode 30 that's perfect that's exactly how old I am
0: (laughs) and you look it yeah (laughs) it's just a number (laughs) I think it's the hair there's something going on with the hair that makes you just look so young yeah (laughs) so Some of the stuff that we talked about is in regards to what you do. And can you briefly explain uh, some of what you do and who you are currently helping now? Yeah.
2: So I, like you said, I'm Jenny McKinney. I own uh, so much Genergy, which encompasses stand-up comedy, coaching. I'm a laughing meditation facilitator. And so just really sharing love and laughter throughout the world and just raising the vibration of everyone in the community. And and that can be from personal coaching all the way to group coaching, corporate coaching, speaking engagements, working with schools, working with salons, businesses. I also do hair and I'm a cosmetology instructor. So I and can that's not it? only that's all
0: yeah, you so, got going?
2: Yeah. So I can make you laugh so hard you flip your colored wig. Yes.
0: <laughs> and for those that could not see in the podcast episode, I almost guarantee you probably have like a cowbell or something next to you. Oh yeah, right. Or maybe here, I got, even some of that.
2: <laughs> this was my hundred and fifty dollar meditation drum. I call it that because I literally spent $150 on this thing and I get my money's worth because it was the stupidest thing I've ever purchased. <laughs> 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 uh, oh yeah. So yeah, I usually have that and my cowbell. So yes, I, I have a cowbell because I played roller derby. So if anyone in here needs backup at any time, I can hip check somebody in the next week and then I can heal their trauma.
0: And I'm so glad you said that. Is that healing trauma <laughs> through laughter?
2: Yeah. So it's it's one-on-one coaching. It's um. So I'm a master NLP practitioner, and I also work with um, everybody from um, people that have you know addictions to traumatic events that have happened. We can go in and clear out different events, uh, emotions, beliefs, things like that.
0: And with that right now, I know you had a, a few things going on. I I believe one of your events, either just passed or is coming up. Can you explain either what that was and what you were doing or what people can take advantage of in regards to the laughter meditation or even the NLP side of you helping people?
2: Yeah. Uh, sorry, that just looked like paranormal, but my dog's right here. So it, my door just opened. It looked kind of... <laughs> That freaked me out. Okay, so yes. Yeah, so um, actually uh, I had worked with Marshall on this call too. Yeah, woo whoop. And um, he talked about implementing a monthly meetup. And so I started doing that. So I implemented a monthly meetup where it's a networking event. And also that's where I do a free mindset training. So we talk about communication. We work on uh, different language patterns things that people can implement in their life immediately. They can leave the event and implement those tactics now. And those things can change their life. And then what I do is uh, we take a break because at the hotel that we're at, there's an amazing burger bar. They have amazing burgers. So you go get a burger and then come back. And then I put on a comedy show. So I do, this last show is about 50 minutes. So it's one of my longest comedy shows. Um, so I make sure everybody eats so that they don't choke. So it's not a good time to be mouth to mouthing people. And so,
0: <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm sure somebody would like that though.
2: <laughs> Only my husband. That's okay. Only my husband. And um, yeah, so I don't know.
0: Todd is smiling pretty big right now.
2: <laughs> well, because he's in the freedom studio, he's free over there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, so some things that I have coming up are some different classes that I'm going to be offering. I'm working on my schedule now for the rest of the year for different classes, which will be uh, some matrix therapy training, uh, NLP, and then NLP master practitioner. And every Tuesday and Friday, I do a laughing meditation on my Jen McKinney Facebook page, and that's free. I also have I don't know about 300 videos on YouTube that if you ever miss anything I put everything on YouTube so you can go there and, and look it up. Uh, my YouTube page is so much energy, which you you know feel free to join me there. And I'm really starting to implement some energy work into the laughing meditation, so I feel like that's going to be a game changer.
0: And you're talking about energy work, as in uh, overall body energy uh type information correct
2: yeah yeah so this last uh, laughing meditation what I did is um because I've had spinal surgery twice I actually have a tumor disease called neurofibromatosis and it's I have uh, tumors all over and I don't know where they're at until they hurt and so I've had surgery twice on my spine so I have a missing piece of vertebrae and what I did is I just use that as a reference point to say, hey, when we're laughing, we're actually gonna laugh the pain away. And so what we can do is energetically take the pain. So for example, in my hip, we can move it out in front of us. And then as we breathe and we laugh at it, we can break that apart and that can remove the pain from your body.
0: That is truly awesome. It really is. And in regards to the laughing meditation, uh, before we jump into uh, the next couple individuals, can you walk us through like a 30 second yeah. meditation?
2: That'd be awesome. Yeah, so I'm just going to look at my phone super quick so I can just set a timer. Um, so what we'll do is if you'd like to participate, that'd be great. So what we I we'll would do- love to
0: have anybody that is here right now to participate if you can. If you're yeah. watching this or listening to this later on, you know, try to participate as well because- uh, in regards to laughing, it it truly helps the whole entire body in regards to releasing the the happy chemicals within and release some of the stress that's held up within the body.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And the whole point is for you to get that emotion out. So instead of you running and having to like punch a pillow or running out and having to scream, like we're literally just going to laugh that on out of there. And so what we'll do is um, we'll just take in a nice deep breath in through our nose And out through our mouth, we'll hold it. But I want you to think about like, if somebody's in front of you and you just ate onions and you don't like them. So we're gonna just take a nice deep breath in through our nose, hold it. And then blow out your onion breath. Okay, just push it out really hard. Okay, and then one more time. Hold, don't pass out and push it out. Yeah. And then I'm just going to set a timer. We're going to laugh literally for 30 seconds. And even if you're fake laughing, you can still get the benefit because your mind and body don't know that it is fake. Okay. I don't know how to fake laugh, but I can laugh for probably an hour straight. So this is just a sample. Okay. Ready? Go. good times good times so
0: you know I'm, i'm sitting here i was looking down watching everybody i'm happy like everybody was participating so i appreciate that
2: yeah yeah good times so yeah that's really just laughing for the sake of laughing so just for the health of it just for whatever you need to be laughing and really just getting that emotion out there and also when it comes to pain it's you can't have endorphins being released at the same time that your pain receptors are firing off. And so what happens is when you're laughing, it literally is taking the pain, the focus off of the pain. So that's why you should just start laughing when you like stub your toe or, you know, hit your elbow or whatever. And with the That's side awesome. Order, yeah. I really do
0: appreciate that. And so for me, I went and I verified Apparently, I'm way behind on what episode it was. It was actually season two, episode 26. I, I highly recommend everybody. So you actually lost a couple of years. So now yeah. you're 26 instead of 30. But cool. um, if, if you guys have not checked it out, make sure you go check it out. And we actually explain a little bit more in depth in regards to who Jane McKinney is yeah. and also a little bit more about what she does. Do you have anything that is currently coming up that uh, you would like to tell people about?
2: Well, I put my events on my website so it would just be at so much um so much and it's genergy since I'm Jenny McKinney, genergy, it's so much genergy j e n e r g y.com. Yeah, and I awesome. put all my events on there and yeah, we also do a comedy podcast. So, yeah, that's good times.
0: <laughs> and the one thing the one thing you didn't mention is about your TV channel that you have. Is that Ooh. still going on?
2: Yes. Yay me. Yes. So I uh, am on Roku. You know, I am working on being famous and Roku is a fun step. So we have a So Much Genergy channel on there through the Lions Pride Network. So you can go in there to add a channel. You add Lions Pride Network and then you'll find So Much Energy, And so you will see all of this live, well, recorded. It was live at one time. And yeah, it's my brother and I, and we are working on getting some sponsors, which now we're just sponsored by ourselves. So we have really funny commercials that, you know, you might need to wear a diaper because they're pretty funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and we were so fortunate that you got to come on to the podcast and even sponsor our podcast too. Yeah. So thank you for that
2: yeah good times thanks so much i'm super excited
0: (laughs) (laughs) now so you guys as we wrap up with uh, jenny mckinney if there's any questions feel free to jump on stage here or not on stage but unmute yourself if you'd like to ask her any questions uh, before we end up uh, going to the next person is there anybody that would like to bring up any questions
3: hey jenny this is easy yeah Just to let you know, uh, I always listen to my iPods and stuff when I walk the dog. It's usually an hour walk.
0: And I happened to have caught one of your laughing meditations before you came on with Trey. Okay. You know, so, and then you came on, I'm going, oh, I know this crazy damn woman. I
2: appreciate it. I'm excited. It's so awesome to meet you. (laughs)
0: And that's why I love doing these because I mean, realistically, it's also a way to be able to connect to new people that maybe we haven't met before. So I don't know if you've met Todd. I know you've met Marshall or I don't know about Bryce or, you know, even my dad easy. So it, it's a great time to be able to come up here and connect and just talk to everybody once again. So as we go in, uh, before we jump to the next person, the I got a question, question. Of the- got a question oh, for her real quick. Absolutely.
1: Jenny. Absolutely love your energy. What was the turning point like in your life that created this like spark of energy? Or have you just always just been so bubbly and exciting and fun to be around?
2: Yeah. So I was born July 4th, 1976. That makes me bi centennial, right? So I just came right up on out of there and shot right out. Ever since then just been a total firecracker I guess I just had this amazing ability to take super crappy situations and turn them into something real funny where it would just dissipate the the like crappy energy around the situation and just bring a lightness to it so yeah that's really I think that's really just why I'm here love it yeah thanks
0: Appreciate the question, Bryce. Mm-hmm. And so going into, is there any, any other questions? Uh, Heather Marshall, anybody? I know you guys, good. All right, so um, the question of the night, like I said, is it's about growing your audience organically. Do you have experience with that? Are, have you been successful? Or what do you do to grow your audience?
2: I just usually go out and yell in my neighborhood. They know I'm out here. I just live on a cul-de-sac and I just start laughing and the laugh bounces off the houses. So then they already know. Then I hand out some, um, like when I go to places, (laughs) so I had trading cards made and I have my own stats on the back. So they're just pretty funny. Like one of them is, you know, I've been sober for 45 years. So um, they just think it's funny. And then I just leave those all over and then they go check out my website and then I have free things. I have funny merch on there, you know? And so it just really helps. Um, it just helps that. And then I get out in the community. So I do different events. So if there's vendor events, um, you know, I, I have rocks, like I put rocks in my bra. I call them booby rocks. It keeps the bad juju off. So I stop <laughs> Oh, that's for real here. Let's see. What do we have here? Oh, look at this one. We have one, this one Have this one. Oh, look at this one. Yes. So anyways, so yes, I carry rocks around, keep the bad juju off and then, you know, just make everybody have a good time and in different events. And then what happens is as I go to other events, you know, people are like, oh, I saw your comedy show. I saw your mindset event. I saw this. I saw you on here. So that's really, that's the reach I have. My, you'll hear my laugh before you know, you see me.
1: <laughs>
2: so, so that's my reach. <laughs> but it's a great question, thanks.
0: Awesome, and the, that question actually came from a, a friend of ours, Diane. So Diane, hopefully you'll be watching this later on to catch these. So thank you very much, Jenny. And if you guys have not checked it out, Go to season two, episode twenty-six. Yes. <laughs> so, thank hey, you once again, Jenny.
3: Hey, Trey. Can I ask a question real quick?
0: You absolutely can, buddy. And hey. first and foremost, I want to introduce Marshall. For those uh, that are just jumping on or have seen or been to one of these before, Marshall was actually our very first MC, uh, our master ceremony. He actually came on and ran this information this whole entire thing that was going on so uh welcome back marshall i appreciate you jumping on and what is your question
3: man dude uh it's been a it's been a crazy two months but um the question is for jenny is um did did you say 45 years of sobriety
2: yeah because i'm 45 i don't drink
3: i was gonna like (laughs) literally i was gonna say like I, i yeah that cannot be possible that you're even old enough for for 45 years but um in real talk though it's like what can you just share? With the, cause today's day 94 for me of my forever sorority. Like I just decided I, I, I personally don't need to drink anymore. Yeah. And so like, I'm just kind of interested, like, what, how did you know it was time? And was it, was it something that you had gone back and forth with for a while? Or did something happen? You just knew all of a sudden that you, you wanted to be sober? Like, can you just kind of share with the audience? Like, and, and has that impacted your life? Or how do you believe it's impacted your life?
2: Yeah, yeah. So first, I'm super proud of you and congratulations. So excited for you. Um, Yeah, I guess my concern as a concern was growing up. um, I come from a family that uh, participated in a lot of illegal activities And so it used to make me mad that they weren't present for family functions. And so I always made that commitment to myself, even when I I can remember being eight or nine years old saying, I'm never going to do that because it's not fair to the people who are around me. And I, it it wasn't even until I don't, I didn't even have my first drink, like sip of, of alcohol until I was, I think 19 or 20. I was married by then. Yeah. And so, um, but even with drugs, I didn't do any drugs. I was on the straight and narrow. Like I was the oldest in my family and um, my parents had a lot of issues with my my brother and sister. And so I just stayed on the straight and narrow to make sure that they didn't have to, to deal with any of that. And really it was a body thing. I never wanted to be out of control with my body because I just stay present all the time. And so that freaked me out that if my I couldn't make a good decision. Yeah. And drunk driving always freaked me out. Always. We didn't even have alcohol at our wedding because I was terrified that somebody was going to drink and drive. They were more mad that we didn't have alcohol. So that was okay. (laughs) You can be mad as long as you're alive. That's okay. We're okay. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, thank you for that question. (laughs)
0: So for those of you that are here right now, I would like to take a minute, if you can, uh, go over to the participants and actually hit the invite button and feel free to share that out on uh, your social media. So that way people have the, the link to be able to jump on if they so desire. That's exactly what I was just doing. So if you want to take uh, 15 to 20 seconds to do that for us, so that way, uh, if any guests are out there that would like to inter- interact with all of you, uh, I definitely would love that opportunity for them. So I'll go ahead and let you guys do that really quick. And then uh, the next, while you guys are doing that, the next person that we're going to actually speak to is going to be Bryce McKinley. And Bryce actually came on. He was our season two, episode 28. And we had an amazing talk, Uh, much like Jenny McKinney. He has also been uh, knee deep into the NLP. If you don't know what NLP is, it's Neuro Linguistic Programming. And this was actually founded, you guys will be able to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was like 1970s uh, era. Um, I think it was. So I think he's a master practitioner as well. He'll be able to to correct me if I'm wrong. So, um, and like I said, he's season two, episode 28. And we dove into some of the NLP information as well as what he does in regards to REI. I'll let him explain that. Uh, here in just a moment as well. So you guys, I hope you had enough time to be able to share out those links just in case anybody would like to join us. I see Bryce has got his head down, still working. We good to go, Bryce? Bring you back up here, buddy.
1: I'm good, man. I'm
0: good. How's
1: everybody doing?
0: Outstanding. I don't have as
1: contagious of a laugh as Jenny, but I like to laugh too, so...
0: Oh, come on. Yeah. I mean, with her energy, who cannot be energized right now? I love it. I love it. Jenny, I sent you a
1: friend request. I'm glad we're connected, lady.
0: Awesome. And that's what it's all about is truly just making these connections. It really is. And uh, if you can, I don't know if you can recall or not. um, If you do remember, because I know you're so busy, uh, what we talked about in regards to the podcast. Are you familiar with that? Because I know you're constantly out there uh, on stages and doing these interviews. So um, if you have a moment, just be able to kind of briefly explain who you are, kind of what we talked about.
1: Yeah, thank you, Trey, for putting this together, man. And thank you for the calendar invite so I could uh, remember to be here. I appreciate that, brother. So you guys, I, I gotta give some credit to Marshall. Marshall and I both met online uh, about two and a half, three years ago. And we're both kind of just starting out with our online presence at the same time. I'm like, dude, I really like this dude. And uh, we just connected. We both had an opportunity to meet in person at one of our very first, like big speaking engagements and, and uh, in Jamaica, it was really cool. And, and like Jenny, um, so thank you, Marshall, for being there along the way, along my journey, man. And you've taught me a lot. And I hope that I've been able to contribute a little bit of real estate wisdom in your world, man. So uh, you guys that don't know me, I'm an international keynote speaker. I've traveled the world for the last 20 years, doing a lot of business consulting, speaking and coaching in the corporate world. However, unfortunately, through a series of, of events, I lost a son in 2006. And my wife ended up in 2008 taking her life. And like her mom was my Sunday school teacher. And so everything just kind of like, not kind of, it just came crumbling down. Uh, $80 million, five brick and mortar organizations up my nose and in a bottle. And uh, Marshall, I get a little emotional every time you make a post, man, because I know what sobriety means to us, man. Um, I lost my marbles June 13th, 2008. It was a Friday, ironically, right? and uh between friday june 13th and march 17th of 2010 80 million dollars five companies up my nose in a bottle and i had no cares of, of living and so <clears throat> one of the things that uh, turned my life around one of the the pivoting points was in march i found out that i had a boy on the way and uh you know i I don't, I'm not the typical inspirational speaker, like go find your why. I think that's a bunch of crap uh, because that'll only hold you over for so long. And then life is still there. And so I sobered up in March of 2010, started getting my act back together. And I got a contract with ADT, Tyco Corporation, Owens Corning, uh, some pretty big names, recognizable names in the corporate world. And, And one of those contracts brought me to Texas. But when I moved to Texas, that broke my son's mom. That's when she could no longer get her fix. And I didn't realize she never had truly sobered up. And when that happened, I came home one day. It was an early Friday afternoon. And here my little boy is, you know, three, four months old, crawling around on the floor in a bunch of pills. Mom had OD'd and i'm just like why like why this is i've been through this why now and i believe you guys see i have sharpen on my hat i believe that uh, everything that we go through is there to sharpen us to put us through the fire so that we come out on the other side and we have to stick together in groups like this as the bible says as iron sharpens iron so does one another to his brother and so i wear that on my forehead so it's a constant reminder to always be serving and giving and helping from a place of selfishness or selflessness excuse not selfishness selflessness and so sharpen is an acronym that you know i've known in the real estate space is coach sharpen uh, it's an acronym for me that stands for selflessly helping already people eager for nurturing and and i i live by that i live by that and so you fast forward now nine and a half ten years I went from sleeping in my car over the next year and a half after I found out mom had OD'd. She lived, thank God she lived, but I ended up fighting for custody of my boy. I got sole custody of my son. You might've seen him when we first got started, the middle school millionaire. Um, That's my boy. And, And at first that was gonna be my driving factor. However, I'll never forget September 28, 2011, I got off the phone with my brother. We were gonna start a new company. And in a moment, just a flash, I had this thought that, gosh, I have nothing to provide for this boy. I had 32 bucks to my name. I was getting ready to pull behind the water tower that I had been sleeping under in the woods. And the same 40 cow that sits next to my bed tonight, hasn't jammed since, never jammed before, but that night it jammed three times in my mouth. And that was the moment that I got mad at God. I had to have somebody to blame instead of looking at myself. I had to have someone to blame, right? So I got mad at God, and I'm like, show up! If you're half as bad as what they say you are, or even a fraction of what you say you are, show up. And boy, did he ever. I I remember kind of wrestling with what my um, imagination of God was. Some of you call him Jesus, Yahweh, Muhammad, whatever you call him. I call him bro, because to me, he's gangster as shit. And I'll never forget, I woke up and I had a phone call from Wells Fargo There's some fraudulent activity on my account. Like, How is that possible? I got 32 bucks, right? Well, you have to come in and identify some of these transactions. So I did that. Well, one of the transactions was a former client paid me a $20,000 invoice that they had found. This was the very next day after I told God to show up. So now I'm like, all right, bro, I'm all in. Like, don't strike me down. Three hours later, an apartment complex called me. I got a one-bedroom apartment, same day. A couple weeks later, I was putting in job application. I had some money in the bank now to kind of get me through the next few months. I could figure it out. I'm a hustler. I'm a reformed gangster from Chicago. Like, I can do this. And uh, I found wholesaling real estate. I took all the principles that I learned in business and applied them to this little niche in real estate. In my first uh, month in the business, I did 23 transactions. My second month, I did 37 transactions. You put the, you know, you put those together. Most people never do half of that in their lifetime. In two months, I did like over 50 transactions. Now you fast forward with the help of friends like you guys and Marshall and the other mentors that I've had in my life. Uh, Fast forward now 10 years, I've been all over the world speaking and teaching my process. I've been hired uh, by Ty Lopez to come into his inner circle, Tony Robbins. I did a speaking engagement with Les Brown. I just got back from Utah with John Maxwell and Brad Lee out there teaching sales and persuasion. Uh, at a very high level, because I believe that you don't need to be in the nitty gritty. You just need the basics. And if you master the basics, everything else will just fall into place. And uh, now you fast forward those 10 years, we've done a little over 10,000 real estate transactions in excess of $172 million. Uh, we just had three offers from Zillow and Realtor.com and Trulia here in the last six months, Um been super blessed. They're trying to buy one of our companies and software program that we use to do our real estate. So I don't live in a big fancy mansion. I don't care about that stuff anymore. Ironically, Marshall's been to my house. There's a big ass water tower right out in front of my house. Wouldn't you know it 10 years ago, the subdivision wasn't here as a bunch of woods. And this is right where I tried to take my life. But now wow. I get to look out my window and see the water tower that I attempted to take my life and and just hear every day. God tell me, like, that's where you came from, bro. Watch where we're going. So it's been really cool. So Trey, you wanted to talk about the conversation? That's that's Absolutely. what we, that's what we were gonna segue into. So there's five yes, steps and in every conversation. So I'd love to talk about it, but go ahead.
0: Before we do this, I would like to bring Diane up if she's okay with that. Because during your what you were talking about, um, I was, I was kind of witnessing things. I don't know if it was anything particular or maybe just a wiping of the face, but I would like for her to be able to express what she was feeling during that time. And she is shaking her head. No. So, (laughs) because your story, honestly, even though I've heard this 15, 20 times and it's because of my podcast, because I've followed you in other people's podcasts And even knowing you out on a friend level is it still gives me chills to this day. And literally as you were sitting there speaking it and me speaking about it, I'm getting chills again. And I appreciate you being authentic and, and being able to move away that masculinity to share the story that, Hey, all of us have something we're struggling with right now. So thank you uh, for that Bryce. So uh, Diane, hopefully that kind of covers up something. Um, I put you on the spot. Yes, I know. But honestly, it's, it's about that, that, that moment. Because I looked down, I know she was touched by your story. And I just wanted you as well as her to be able to honor that. So thank you. Um, So yeah, going back into the uh, what we were talking about, you were saying the five steps for uh, communication.
1: Oh, appreciate that, and thank you for pointing that out. I wasn't sure if it was allergies because for me, my allergies are killing me. I'm just trying not to sneeze on y'all. So, <laughs> uh, you know, when you, it's interesting, you say that to like put down my ego and that masculinity. It's like, dude. Marshall will tell you, like, I'm a guy's guy. I, I grew up on the south side of Chicago, gangbanging and dope dealing, 87th and Halstead. I've been shot twice, stabbed five times. There is no part of me that wants to be cool and hard anymore. Like, I'll step to the best of them and I'll rock with the rest of them, but there's no point in it. It doesn't get you anywhere. At the edge of, that's just a portion of my story. I would be two murder cases by the age of 17. I shouldn't be sitting here. And so... I really appreciate that. You know, I think at the end of the day, no matter what it is that you do, it boils down to how well you communicate, how well you ask questions, how well you listen. And for me, I've found over the last 20 years of studying neurolinguistic programming, um, Richard Bandler, one of the founders in the early 70s, uh, him and his partner founded the NLP Principles, Um, His daughter has worked for me now for about seven years. She's one of our acquisition and salespersons in our office. And so I've been blessed to, to work alongside of some of the greatest minds when it comes to communication. And I'm still learning. Like if you guys don't know, like Marshall's storyboard changed my life as three-step storyboard. And now how I articulate and present and and coach is completely different, right? So thank you for that, Marshall. Uh, Thank you, Jenny, for sharing your story with us, right? I heard some things that will help me help others along the way. And so I believe that in communication, we can learn something from everyone to help everyone. I truly believe that. And there's five steps. There's five simple steps to every conversation. Think about it. When you go to the store, you meet the cashier. If you're having a good day and you're like, Jenny and I, like we want to talk to everybody. <laughs> so what's the first thing that we do? We're like, hi, how are you? How long have you been here? We start to warm up, right? I always think of the conversation as if You're going to the gym. Now I'm not nearly as physically fit as I should be or half of what Marshall is or any of you guys that work out. I'll tell you, I still know what the first step is in the gym though. That's to warm up because if you don't stretch out, you're going to hurt yourself. Not only that, step number two in the gym, and I'm going to break this down from a place of going and working out and I'll tie it into the communication fact. But step number two in the gym, like after you've warmed up and you've stretched out, you don't just like walk over to the bench and start benching 300 pounds. You like bridge the gap. You move the needle, right? You, you put 100 pounds on, 125, 150, 175. You don't just go all in. And then step four, when you're at the gym and you're working out and you've got that, that weight up and you're pushing it up and you're at rep eight, rep nine, rep 10, rep 11, right? You start to create chemicals in in your brain that create limiting beliefs in turn creates muscle fatigue and you can do the same thing in communication it can be used for good and it can be used for evil but step number three in any communication pattern tends to create limiting beliefs and I'm going to get back to that in just a second but step number four at the gym what happens when you've maxed out you're at rep 20 and you're done You close out your set, right? You rack the bar and then step five, the fourth or step, step four, like the the objective, right? Step number five, you're ready to go. Like if you're like me, you're like, I got a workout in. I can go grab a burger and a shake, right? No, you got to cool down. You got to warm down, right? And so for me, it's the same thing in communication and you can use those five steps as a guide to have better conversations with your spouse, with your kids, with your business partners, clients, whomever. And they look like this. Step number one is the warm up. And I believe, just like at the gym, you should always warm with good form F O R M. It's an acronym, it stands for family, occupation, recreation, motivation. You'll never solve someone's motivation. Kids want to go outside and play. That's their motivation. But if you don't know what they're for, why, what, when, where, how, what are they doing, right? You'll never solve that motivation if you don't know what they're for. client wants to have better results. Well, why? Is it because they want to provide for their family? Do they want to go on trips? Or are they just trying to meet a quota for their job? Right. If you don't know what someone's for, you'll never truly solve their motivation. So I believe that if you ask three to five questions around their family, their occupation, their recreation, you do the math, nine to 15 questions around those things, you'll solve someone's motivation. Now you've got to convince them that your product or your service or your outcome is the best and in the right intentions, right? So we have to bridge the gap. Step number two, right? Just like in the gym, moving that weight. Step number two in the communication pattern is we bridge the gap. And how do we do that? Well, we take them from where they are and we show them their desired reality. Well, what is that? That's other people that have been in their situation that want to have that other thing, right? Keeping up with the Joneses. So I like to say things like, you know, most of the time people I speak to, they want to know how I do, what I do, where I do, and most importantly, like how much it costs to work with me. Do you have those same types of questions? It puts them right back in their current reality, looking at, oh yeah, everybody else asked that. I've got the same things. And besides that, why have you been thinking about looking at a coach or a mentor? Now you're going to start getting into kind of the stories that they tell themselves, which leads to step number three, step number three, what happened at the gym rep, eight, nine, 10, the limiting beliefs. Now you can use what they've said, whether you're trying to get your laundry picked up or the dishes done. Now you can use what they've said and ask better questions. And step number three, I call it asking defeating questions. A defeating question is not to put someone down or or make them feel bad, but it's to defeat and overcome the beliefs that they just shared with you in the previous step. So, for example, I use real estate because that's the closest one to me. In real estate, most investors like they go and meet homeowners and meet them in person like, oh, yeah, like pink room. This has got to go. We can't do that. That might have been their little girl's room that just died last week. And that's why they want to get out of the house. Now you just pissed them off and you're not going to get that deal. Think about it. But what if you ask them this? Oh, wow. A pink room. Who painted this room? Oh, that was my little girl. Oh, your little girl that just passed. That's got to feel exciting every time you walk in here. Are you going to keep it this way? Notice the tonality that I used. Right now, I can start to challenge their belief, three to five questions about this pink room that nobody's going to keep because it's never going to sell in 2021. Right. So it's not what you say, it's how you say it. So step number three in any communication event is always defeating questions, asking defeating questions. And if you ever notice, when you go to a networking event, you start introducing yourself and you start going through and then you start asking questions. If you want to get more out of someone, ask the question differently, put some tonality in there, create some voice inflection and really take a moment to pause and they'll catch what you're not saying in turn, give you more. And what happens at that point? You get their card, you set the appointment. Step number four, the objective. You close out your set at the gym, right? Step number four is the close. This is where you close more deals. And then step number five, like you didn't close the deal. And you're like, all right, high five, peace. I'll see you next year. No, just like the gym, you got to warm down with form, right? Family, occupation, recreation, motivation. Man, I'm so glad we could check that off your list. Like, gosh, how are you going to go celebrate? Are you going to go to the kids game or are you guys going out to dinner? Dinner, nice. Three to five questions, right? Where are you guys going for dinner? Oh, that's exciting. Texas Roadhouse, like good quality, cheap meat. It's a win-win-win-win, right? Make them laugh. What's really cool about this is like those five steps, those are five puzzle pieces to every communication event. There's glue that holds it together though. Remember in step four, when we'd rack the bar, I believe that rack is an acronym, R-A-Q. And if we repeat what someone says, And then we can assign a feeling or an emotion and then ask a question, you'll get a hundred times more out of a person so that you can truly solve their needs, wants, and desires. So for example, Heather, will you role play with me? Absolutely. All right. Here's what I want you to do. I just want you to throw out a random statement into the universe, just a random statement.
2: Gee, that is the loveliest color of house that I have ever seen.
1: That's the loveliest color of house you've ever seen? That sounds exciting. What color was it?
2: Oh, it was a it was a lavender shade.
1: Oh, it was lavender. That sounds uh, beautiful. Is lavender a favorite color of yours?
2: It is, in fact. Oh, yes. I've loved that color since I was in grade school. And I um And I had a carpet that was that color and I loved it.
1: I could keep going, going, this rack thing works. Like you just repeat a phrase or a word that they said, assign a feeling or an emotion to it, an adjective, and then ask another question. Next thing you know, your customers are vomiting all over you. And now it's like, shame on you if you can't close them or move to the next level if you're trying to get them results. And that's the rack. That's the glue. So when you start talking about family at the beginning, it's like, man, it's awfully quiet over there. You're working from home like everyone else. Kids must be away at school or out of the house. Help me understand. Oh, wow. They're out of the house. How many kiddos you got out of the house? Five. That's overwhelming sometimes. I'm sure you're excited to be done with that. Whatever, whatever. Right. And you could just play off of that. And people are like, oh, it's so uncomfortable to ask people about their family and how many kids they have. Don't make it uncomfortable. Repeat what they said. Make it their words, not yours. Give them some feeling and emotion. I think that's half the battle. And what's wrong with this world is nobody knows how to identify their emotions. And all they do is either whine, bitch, and moan. Or they're like us and we're really happy. But we still have a hard time identifying and communicate our our emotions, right? Most people, most humans do. So if we can assign a feeling or an emotion, they'll either tell you, no, it's really not. But it looked really good on that house, like in Heather's situation. It's not my favorite color. It just really looked good on that place. Oh, fantastic. Whatever, whatever, right? Or if it's correct, now you'll get them to open up even more because they're like, (sighs) You get me, subconsciously, because they don't really understand that you're giving them what they've been trying to say for years. This house is overwhelming, please take it off my plate. I'd love to. So, Those are the five steps of every communication event. It doesn't matter whether you're presenting from stage or if you're having a one-on-one communication event, or if you're just trying to get the kids to pick up the toys and wife to do the dishes and husband to do laundry. Like, it works
0: thank you for taking the time and listening to this podcast if you're enjoying the forging life podcast i ask you this take a moment and head over and rate this podcast if you're listening to it on itunes spotify or whatever platform you enjoy the most Please just take a moment, so that way it will help get this episode or episodes into the ears of somebody else. And if you would like to join the discussion, make sure you head over to the Facebook page, Forging Life Podcast, and join us there.